Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Nathan Dehan, a 2016 Muhammad Seymour High School graduate and currently the Sports Information Director at Parkland College. Welcome, Nathan. Thanks for having me on, Fred. So I think I first met you, it was either the summer of 2013 or 2014 when you attended a, a sports media camp at Danville Area Community College. Uh, you remember that? I, I do. I, that would be, it's correct. I was actually, I just pulled out your book, the a saucer coming to rest that you were nice enough to gift me and sign for me after that camp. But I have to note that I went in 2013. So I missed being in the back of the book or the front of the book by one year. So I was kicking myself for that. But yeah, we, we met at the Danville area community college broadcasting camp and that taught me a lot about what I wanted to do in the future and gave me a lot of good connections and uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. I, I recommend it to people still who uh, tell me that they want to do something along these lines when I meet them in high school. So that, that's what I wanted to ask. How, how do you feel like that camp did influence you for the future in, in terms of kind of you know, helping you decide what direction you wanted to go in? It gave me opportunities doing play-by-play, -play, which was originally what I wanted to do in sports media. And that translated immediately into starting the Bulldog TV sports broadcasts at Muhammad Seymour High School with the help of Nick DiFilippo. That class was initially made for broadcasting the uh, assemblies and graduations and whatnot for people that couldn't be there. And with me wanting to do li live play-by-play, -play, it uh, allowed us to start doing the football, basketball, baseball, all the sporting events and giving me opportunities to do that, which was really helpful. In terms of the camp, I think it, it taught me that I'm good at arguing about sports. Uh, there was a drill we used to do there that uh, I, I never lost in, we'll put it that way. I, I knew that I could argue and, and that kind of opened up the window to me that this is what I wanna do. This is something that I have uh, ability to do and there is a career in it. So it, it, it overall taught me sort of the landscape of things. We had a lot of people come in that explained what it's like to get started in sports media, the difficulties, the amount of work that it's gonna take and, and the amount of betting on yourself that it takes. And I think that still helps me to this day, uh, just as I keep going on pursuing different opportunities in my career to remind myself that, you know, Rome isn't built in a day. Uh, you're not gonna be on Fox and ESPN play, you know, broadcasting games in a year from now or, or whatever. It's gonna take a lot of time. It's gonna take a lot of effort and you just gotta be at the right place at the right time. And the way that you do that is keep putting yourself in the right position. So as you graduated from high school, at that point, what did you kind of see as your career path? I, I mean, I knew I wanted to talk sports. That's what that camp taught me was that I like talking and I like sports and there's a career doing that. And there is a way that you can uh, pursue that. I, I majored in journalism at the University of Illinois and, and that came from learning that I wanted to do this in that camp and, and getting the opportunities that I did in high school. And initially, I guess I, I wanted to do play-by-play -play like, I, like I mentioned. And in college, they, a lot of the education was geared more towards being a TV reporter or doing local news, uh, something along those lines. And I think at some point I realized that as much as I like talking, you know, doing the front facing things that go along with uh, sports media, there was also a lot of positions behind the scenes and, and dealing more with the actual sports information. And that's where this opportunity with Parkland came up. And what I've learned through this job is some of that behind the scenes stuff I, I really enjoy. And, and there isn't a lot of, you know, outward facing uh, with, with it. There's a lot of just dealing exactly with the sports. So I, I think when I initially left high school, there was, an, there was an idea of what I wanted to do. And now what I'm doing is in the same vein, but a little bit different. And I think 
that's good. I, I think it's good to try new things. I've had a lot of different odd jobs that have given me a lot of different opportunities and experiences. So I, I enjoy that. So you've done some writing and some on-air work. What, what is your assessment of each? Do, do you still feel strongly for the, the on-air type work or uh, you're thinking more writing behind the scenes? I, I prefer on-air um, for the sake of, I think conversation, it's, it's hard to replicate conversation and, and having that genuine connection with people and, and getting to talk to people. When I hosted the WPGU radio show at Illinois, I really enjoyed just, you know, talking about whatever came to our minds on radio that day. We do a little, little Illini sports, a little bit of pop culture, a little bit of whatever we wanted to, and, and people seem to enjoy that. But I think it doing, doing writing gave me a greater respect for good writing. And it, I think it showed me why writing will never go away because there's always stories that need to be told in a long form written format that when they're done really well are better than I think a lot of the uh, audio stuff that we have come to more accustomed to in um, the way that the stories are told now. So I, I, I gained an appreciation for both, but I think I always knew that I preferred broadcast. So how did you wind up uh, at Parkman with the sports information job last August? How did that come about? It originally started um, in the fall of 2020. In the fall of 2020, the sports information director for Parkman College at the time, Joey Gruner, was living was doing the job remotely and when the basketball season came around they needed somebody to do live stats there at the games so joey reached out to me knew that i won i worked in sports and this is what i like to do and he asked me if i had any interest in that so for the 2020 2021 parkland basketball season i did the live stats for the men's and women's basketball teams and from there Joey um, got a new job that summer working for Butler University doing sports information over there. And this opportunity came up. He let me know about it. And the athletic director, Brendan McHale, is a lifelong family friend of mine. And I reached out to him. We sat down for lunch and talked about it. And he gave me the green light to give me the opportunity. And I'm, I'm very, very thankful for it because this is, you know, working in sports, when I, when I studied journalism, a lot of people talked about you're going to work in news and then you'll work your way into sports. And to get the opportunity to start in sports was something that I'm still very grateful for. And that's sort of the, the way that the opportunity came about. And ever since then, yeah, I've been doing the sports information direction with, uh, with help from Brendan and all the athletic administration. And it's been really awesome. Well, of course, uh, you and Joey Gruner both had a Muhammad Seymour background. He was a former soccer coach. And of course, you played soccer. Uh, you just never know when those connections are going to come back and, ha and help you, do you? No, not at all. And, and yeah, Joey was a family friend as well. And he coached my sister at Muhammad Seymour. And, and he and I got to know each other through that and just his involvement in the community. And he'd been a good friend that I liked catching up with and I liked talking soccer with. And yeah, you do never know when those connections are going to come up because it was a out of the blue phone call that was, hey, this is an opportunity. And I took it and then I didn't have any idea that that opportunity would lead to what eventually would be really the first real role in my career, I would say. What would you say have been some of the challenges uh, now that you've taken over as the sports information director there at Parkman? I think something that a lot of people learn with junior colleges and smaller schools is self-reliance and just that it's going to be a smaller staff. A lot of 
uh, different universities have a lot of people that can work on graphics, that can work on video, that can work on broadcasts, that can work on a lot of different avenues. But when you work at a junior college, the reality of the situation is those staffs are a lot smaller. And so a lot more of that responsibility falls on you. So it's been really great to get the opportunity to get experience doing all of those different things at um, Parkland. And the, I would say those are the challenges because it's it's a lot of just you figuring it out for yourself. And I think I think that's a good thing though, because the best way to learn is to do it. And that's something that I believe, and I believe for a long time is, is just go out there and try it. Just go out there and give it a, give it a chance. And so I appreciate Parkland for being willing to stand by a 23 year old taking over and, and just trying things out and, and figuring things out as he goes. And I believe I've grown a lot as a, um, as a, I don't know what you would, what you would call this as a sports information director, as a media, uh, Consul- I don't know, <laughs> but I, I, I definitely felt the growth there and the, the challenges, you know, there's going to be challenges and those and overcoming those are what's going to make you better at your career. So Parkland has eight sports, is that right? That's correct. So talk a little bit about your, your duties. Obviously, they're, they're spread out. I mean, summer, fall sports, winter sports, spring sports, so you're not involved with all eight at the same time. But, but what are some of your duties during each of the seasons? So being a smaller staff, I kind of operate as a beat writer for each of the sports. Um, I do a press release after each of the games, letting the local media know the final scores of each games and a quick statistical rundown. And then those press releases get sent out to the media and posted on the website. That's for each game. I make graphics if they, if they win, post those on Twitter and Facebook. I, you know, just keeping the social medias up to date. And then with the athletic department's website, uh, each season that rolls around, you got to update the roster, you got to update the schedule. And then as schedule changes, you have to go in there and, and update those. Each week, you got to check the rankings to see if you or your opponents have changed in the rankings and update the schedules for that. Um, a lot of times coaches will reach out to you when dealing with the NJCAA or different organizations because they'll need photos or a quote or different things along those lines of just it's a lot. You never really know what's coming your direction because like with it being a smaller staff, I run the athletic department website and I let all the media, um, I keep them all up to date about what's going on. So each day you check the schedule, you see what games you're going to be working on, you're going to be writing on, tuning into, attending if you have the opportunity to. And just depending on the weeks or the months, if, if players are up for all American awards or all conference awards, if they win all tournament awards, you got to do press releases and, and let the media know about that. And, it, you know, sometimes it feels like you're just, you're just sending stuff out to the media and, and nobody's ever talking back, but it's, it's what you do. You keep everybody up to date. You keep everybody informed. You, you let everybody know what's going on with the school and you give recaps of how the games went so that fans of the school, supporters of the school, boosters of the school can check in and see what's going on. And there's been a lot of success in the Parkland College Athletic Department in the past and present. So there's been a lot of good things to write about and it makes the job a lot easier when you're writing about wins. You think you knew, uh, had a pretty good idea what you were getting into last August when you kind of took over uh, full time or, or not? I think I had an idea. I definitely didn't fully grasp what it was and the amount of responsibility that went with it. And I, I have to say thank you again to Joey Gruner for helping me along that path. When I first took over, he was there to help, even though he was also doing similar things with uh, University of Butler, 
but he was able to sort of feed me a little information. This is what you, a little responsibility. Okay, now you're gonna fully take over this. Okay, now you're gonna learn this. Okay, now you're gonna fully take over this. So I didn't really understand the full amount of it beforehand. And I didn't, full, I didn't really fully know either what a sports information director did because at University of Illinois, Kent Brown, the, the SID is sort of the head of a big department. Whereas with this one, with working with Parkland, like I said, I, I very much am the sole sports information direction department. And so some of those responsibilities that I assumed that I would have with dealing with media and, and coordinating coaches going on radio shows, as I talked about with, or as I learned from Kent Brown, it became more of, no, you're going to deal with, uh, you know, updating the photos and, and, and keeping the website up to date and a lot of different responsibilities. So I didn't know really what I was getting myself into, but I had an idea just dealing with SIDs before and, and working in sports media with the Daily Aligner. So I'm sure a lot of what you do is kind of, you know, similar to what has been done in the past, but have you tried to bring a few new touches and, and add a few things uh, during your time there at Parkland? Yeah, I think, I think I bring my own voice to the recaps, uh, something different than what Joey did. He talked about it when I took over saying that he had experience in other areas of life and he never really thought he'd be doing media. So he was, you know, he mentioned to me with the write-ups, you know, take, take that how, whatever direction you want. And as I followed a lot of the same structure that Joey did, because when you're writing press releases, there is a kind of a confined area of, of how you can write about it and, and what you can say and what you're going to say. And I've definitely kept in those confines, but I think I've added my own voice to that. I think the, interactions on um, social media and the way that I've gone about things with that. I, I've taken my own spin, but I, I think a lot of year one has been learning exactly what the responsibilities are and getting comfortable in that job. And then I think with the break this summer, I'll have a lot more time to maybe get some new graphics going, get some new ideas shuffled in there. So a, a lot of this year has been sticking to the script that I was given. And some of that creative freedom, I think, is coming out now and will keep growing in the future. So we talked about some of the challenges. What would you say that the biggest rewards? What, what have you enjoyed doing the most so far? I, I, attending the games, getting to know the athletes, getting to see these teams. It's, it's been really rewarding to be around the basketball programs as closely as I have been over the last two seasons doing the live stats for them last year. And then I continue to do the live stats as SID this year just at the end of the games instead of just going home I turn around and do the recaps this time getting to you know get closer to those teams has been a lot of fun and seeing them grow has been a lot of fun I, I especially love the basketball games because with junior college athletics in general there isn't a lot of sponsorship and flash they're not, they're not on television it's all about kids that love the game and I've seen just athletes playing their hearts out with none of the distractions outside of the actual game. And that's what I love the most is that this is, it's passionate sports at its purest and there's no outside forces. And, and that's really, really special. And I think it's something that the kids appreciate because, because like I said, it, it's just passion. It's just kids that want to keep playing the sport and they care so much about it and they put so much effort in and they've come to the right place because during my time, you know, talk about the, the highlights and the rewarding aspects. It's not just following the basketball teams or however it's been. Volleyball won the national championship this fall. And that was a lot of fun to cover that team and to get them to see them finally uh, overcome the, they, they'd been to the national title game the past two seasons and had fallen just short. So for them to finally uh, secure that national championship was really awesome to see that team 
come together and, and keep competing was really awesome. And the golf team, I, I came in knowing they were national champions. They're starting their spring season right now and getting closer to uh, that national championship form. They still haven't been beaten by a two-year school all season. So I'm, I'm excited for their postseason run. So seeing the successes of the teams is, is definitely the highs and the, and the things that I appreciate. But even the teams that don't go on to have huge postseason success, seeing them give their all and the effort that they give in each and every game is, is really special. And, and what makes, what makes this, it's not a job, you know, it's, it's talking about sports. It's, it's dealing with the information of sports and statistics. It's stuff that I love and, and it's been a joy. Who were some of your role models and influences uh, as you were growing up? Uh, specifically career wise or in, in general? Well, both. Yes. Pro probably more career wise. Whew, that's a tough one. I, I was a huge Stuart Scott fan at SportsCenter uh, at ESPN. I thought that he brought so much life and joy into doing highlights and talking about sports. He, I think he towed the line very well of putting on a very professional show while also bringing a lot of life and not taking himself too seriously. And I think he would be the biggest influence uh, in terms of just the first guy that really caught my attention. It's like, wow, this, this is a lot of fun. This is a, this is a fun job to have. And then going further along with that, I think when I first started getting into podcasts was uh, when Scott Van Pelt and Ryan Rosillo were still at ESPN and they had that run from the time they were on TV to afterwards that I think is the best sports radio that's ever been put together because they just played off of each other so well and, and had so much fun with it that they were probably my main influence on um, in terms of broadcast and, and style and and, the, and those those three I think would be influences there. Um, influences, role models in my life. I mean, I'm very close to my family. My mom and sister are both extremely successful and hardworking. And I would have to say that, you know, I, if I could live life each and every day as, you know, as they have taught me, then I'm doing something right because they are uh, great role models for me to have. And, and I never really idolized or, or had a role model that was other than family, family has been everything that I've known and, and what I modeled myself after and, and family is very important to me. So I would, I would say other than, yeah, career wise, give it to the guys at ESPN and, and uh, those legends. But in terms of my life, my role model, without a doubt, my mom and my sister. Remember what age you were when you first started uh, really loving sports and thinking, Hey, this is something I would like to do rather than, you know, just be a fan in the stands. Hmm. What age I really started loving sports. I'm not sure if I have a certain moment that it made me realize that I, I really love sports. I, I, I think it was just my whole life. Like I, I really think I, I started down this path when I started doing rec soccer and baseball, flag football, whatever it was. And as time went on um, and I found my groove of, of sports that I participated in, there were plenty of sports that I, that I liked watching. I, I think a big part of it was my relationship with football because I never played football other than flag football. And then when I started doing club soccer in fourth grade, football obviously being in the fall and soccer being in the fall, directly overlapping meant that I wasn't gonna play football because at, at some point I had found my love for soccer, but I still loved football. And I always thought if I didn't play soccer that I would have loved to play football. So talking about football, watching football, just my relationship with football, I think is what really got me to realize that I didn't have to play sports to know about sports, to like sports, to appreciate them. And th I think that is what helped, what developed my relationship with sports the most was having a sport that I couldn't play, that I wanted so badly to 
appreciate. Uh, so I, I would I would probably credit that. I know you've had some some different jobs over the years since you graduated. You, you've worked as a bartender, a delivery driver for Amazon. How, how do you feel like each of those jobs have kind of helped you to maybe you know realize what's going on in the in the real world and, and maybe even make you appreciate a little more now that the opportunity you have at Parkland? So you bring up the appreciating the opportunity at Parkland. I was uh, doing Amazon delivery for about a month, driving those vans that you see all over the interstate, making 120, 130, 140 stops a day when I got the opportunity at Parkland. And I, I didn't love that job at the time. It, it's a tough, I, I have so much credit. I give so much credit to the people that do that job because it is early mornings all day in a car, constantly up doing all this stuff. Uh, dropping the dropping the boxes off, following all the guidelines that Amazon gives you. There's a lot of just hoops to jump through and things that go along with that job that become very mentally exhausting. So when the opportunity came up for Parkland, it was exactly at a time when I really needed something different. So I've got an immense appreciation for the people that do that and immense appreciation for the opportunity that came my way when it came my way. Um, in terms of how those jobs maybe appreciate things, that's part of it. I, th I think bartending is a very unique job that it helps you deal with customers and people, especially when there's alcohol involved that sometimes aren't doing the give and take that you would want out of a customer. It, it helps you sort of just bite your tongue and learn how to handle yourself when things aren't fair, when things are, you know, when people are being unnecessarily rude, when, when just, and that's not something that happened very often at, at Project 47 or, or wherever I bartended. It's just, in general, it, it helps you learn how to just see, keep a level head and understand that when things are stressful, the job's going to get done. You just got to put your head down and work because there are plenty of times when you're bartending that you've got 16 things that you have to do and then somebody asks you for another thing. It teaches you not to snap at that person and just to understand that, yeah, I got to keep going. And I think that applies Take uh, my job for example. When something come, when something goes on my desk, when there's a new coach, when there's something, a new announcement, a new award, and, and we need a press release up today, and I've already got a ton of other things that I'm working on or other projects that I I am pursuing. It 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 teaches you to okay, add this to the list, put this wherever it needs to be on my priorities, and and get after it, get to work, put your head down and keep working. There is there there is no time to complain and to let other people know how busy you are. They're busy too. You got you to keep working. So having those odd jobs gave me appreciation for really just, you know, when, when you get an opportunity like I got with Parkland to take advantage of that, to appreciate that, um, and also to put yourself in those shoes again when you are dealing with customer service or when you're talking with people to just understand that everybody has their own thing going on. Everybody's got their own life that they're living. And if somebody's having a hard day, there's no reason to make it harder. I would think in your, in your job at Parkland, a couple of the important aspects are, are organization and, and just kind of like you're saying there, a, a strong work ethic. You know, you, you know what the job is and you have to get it done. Can you kind of relate some of the lessons you learned in sports over the years, how that's kind of helping you now that you're in the, in the workforce? I would, I would echo a, a lot of what I just said of when something comes on your plate, it's similar to when you're working in sports, when you're, when you're playing sports, there's going to be plenty of times that it's like, that you feel overwhelmed and it's the answer is put your head down keep working uh, as as little as people want to hear that they the answer is almost always put your head down keep working but the biggest thing that i think sports teaches people and the best aspect of sports is teamwork working with people coming together as a team there's plenty of sports that are individual sports that uh, have teamwork involved in them in their own rights but 
specifically with doing playing soccer and it's a lot of relying on other people and if everybody is working towards the same goal if everybody's working to make each other better then everybody is better off for that and i think that applies in work and in life that if you're in a workplace that everybody is working to make each other better to to come together and make each other better that everybody all the work that is being done the product that is being put out is the best that there can be as you look in your, your crystal ball, what do you see yourself doing 10 or 15 years from now? Or what, Fred, what would you like to be doing? <laughs> Fred, I have no idea. I have no idea. As, I mean, as you said, I've had the odd jobs. I've got this. Um, I don't know how long I'm going to be doing uh, sports information at Parkland. I, I enjoy it uh, for as long as they'll have me. So I, I, I don't want to, you know, speculate too much on what might be coming up. But um, in the crystal ball, I'm not sure. I, I all I'm really looking forward to is this summer. I, I, I look forward to Parkland being out of season, being able to have a little bit of time for me to think about how I want to approach next season. You talked about the organization that comes with this job. I joined this job mid during the fall sports season. So I, I didn't have the opportunity to sort of get settled in before things got rolling. And so a lot of this year has felt like I'm still learning as things have coming up, having the summer to reset and be able to, start getting ahead of things, I think is something that I look forward to a lot with this job. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I, the crystal ball is very, very muddy. I've never been one to uh, pretend that I know what's going to happen in the future. I'm just living it day by day and, and appreciating the opportunities that are coming my way. All right. Well, we have been talking today with Nathan DeHaan, a Muhammad Seymour graduate who's the Sports Information Director at Parkland College. Any other final thoughts or comments you'd like to add, Nathan? Yeah, I did have a bone to pick with you, Fred. I have uh, pulled up here the Muhammad Seymour Boys Soccer All-Decade Squad, and I noticed that you left off every single possible member of the 2016 team. So I wanted to go ahead and go and see if <laughs> I, I know I, I have, I have no bone to pick really, but I do have some friends that were left off this list that I think deserve a spot on it. Well, I know, you know, I'll tell you what, on, on any list, whatever you do, you're going to, you're going to have arguments for and against. And, uh, you know, for every person you pick, there's probably two others that are deserving and feel like they should be on there. So I can, I can totally get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, just I think the all-decade team needed a little more recognition from the third-ever regional championship winners of the Mojave Seymour class of 2016. Well, you're, you're probably right. I don't think, uh, you know, like you said earlier, you never lose an argument with sports, and I, I don't think you'll lose this one either. <laughs> yeah, well, I know you got to go, so I, I won't keep you arguing too long. All right. Thanks, Nathan. It's been nice talking to you. No problem. Thank you, Fred. Bye.